This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Um, we're in the middle of the seventh chapter of Yisodia Torah. And we did one, uh, we did Aleph last time about Nevoah. So the, this, these are going to be the next few, um, almost to the end is going to be about prophecy. So he spoke about what, what's required in order to be a prophet. Base. He said, he said, base we saw, we started that there are many levels of prophecy. malos malos hein. Um, there are different levels of prophets. In other words, the clarity of your vision, the scope of your vision. It's not. It's not like prophecy is is you know one ticket and you see what's going to happen. I, I guess the right way to explain it is, it's not just a clear picture of what's going to happen. It's an understanding, and it really depends on on how well you figure out what's happening. He says, "Vikulon ein roen mara now, there are some limitations in a prophet. They see it only in a dream, in a vision of night, or during the day, after a sleep falls in them. I will appear to him, I will become known to him in a vision. I'll speak to him in a dream. Now, this is actually from the parasha we read just this Shabbos um, and it's going to be important for the next part of the Rambam. It says Moshe Rabbeinu separated himself from his wife. His brother and sister Aaron and Miriam found out about it and they kind of felt that it was improper. Like why is he acting so uh, holy than thou? And they're also prophets so, and they don't separate themselves from their spouse so why does he do that? So the um, it says over here, um, Hashem said to them, listen, um, if, if you are a prophet, I come to you in a vision and I speak to you in a dream. Not so Moshe, my servant, who is, who he's, he's, he's faithful in my entire house and so on. I'll speak to him uh, mouth to mouth. We'll see, we'll see later more details of that. But the point is, let, let's understand what this thing of a vision or at night is. Um, at night or during a person's sleep his rational faculties are not really working the reason why we see you know we always have this funny feeling when you see a vivid dream it makes a lot of sense when you're dreaming when you wake up you say that's the craziest thing I ever saw um, it's like you could be dreaming I love the smell of green I hate the smell of blue and it makes a lot of sense when you're dreaming and when you wake up you say to yourself that's crazy and and the reason is because at night you have a person's imagination is at work where a, whereas a person's rational factors are not at work imagination is the medium 
through which Hashem gives the Vua. Meaning, being that prophecy deals with things that are beyond the scope of what reason could predict or understand, the vehicle is going to come through imagination. And that's why it's something which um, comes to a prophet, a normal prophet, only at night. That's one, one limitation. Two, Vikul and Kishim is snabbing, and all of them, when they have these prophecies, Evarea Mizdazin, their limbs begin to tremble, Vikoach Aguf Koshel, and they become very weak, Veshnesem is Tarfes, and their thoughts become confused, well, Eshnesem means the wits become confused, Vitisher Hadas Pnuya Lahav Mashatira, and then the mind becomes open to seeing that vision. So uh, let's understand this. It's as if somebody would have short-circuited it, it, a normal person, in an, uh, uh, let's say a person in a normal state has sensory input, I see things around me, I feel in control of the situation, I feel comfortable situation, and my mind dictates what to believe, what not to believe, what to see, what to take in, and, 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 and gives meaning to everything I see. That's the normal state of a person. Um, prophecy is as if you'd infuse a circuit with an overload of electricity. The person's body and his lower faculties can't cope with a vision of um, prophecy. It overwhelms a person and a, it's, it's, it's as if the outer layers of a person's personality shut down. It includes his body, it includes his normal self-confidence, it includes his ability to, to feel that his reason can actually put meaning on things. And that's when he's open to receiving from Hashem. Um, it's like, imagine a person when he's in a situation that he's comfortably in charge, his ability to accept advice from other people or knowledge from other people is limited. When the person feels kind of uh, overwhelmed in a situation where strange countries, strange language, weird things happening, he depends on somebody. Because, so, so prophecy is, as long as my mind is doing the thinking, I'm shut off from an outside input. I'm not open to getting an input from the outside. Masha'in came when, 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 when I feel completely, at, when I feel at loss, that's when I'm comfortable in, in receiving that input. Um, so every prophecy is a negation of the person's physical side, physical I mean on a very deep level, and that's why he's open to receiving the message from beyond. Um, the, 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 the disadvantage of it is there's a disconnect. And, and a person has a hard time translating them, just like we have a very hard time translating a dream into reality, because it's very different. A prophet has a hard time translating prophecy. We'll see in a second. Um, and he proves this with a verse. By Avram it says, When Avram had the vision of the, of the covenant, he said, a, a frightening darkness fell on me. Like it says by Daniel, when he saw his vision, my entire face became contorted. I had no strength left. So, so they both are describing prophetic visions as a negation of self. Gimel. 
Hadvarim Shemodin Lenovi Bimara Hanavua. Anything that a prophet sees in in prophecy with a vision of prophecy, derech mashal modiyim lo. It is a um, it's always um, an analogy, a parable, an allegory. Um, l- let's try to understand this point. This is this is a, a significant point. Um, you know, if you take a look at all the prophecies in the in the um, in, in the books of prophets that are described, Yermia, what do you see? I see um, a, a a a pot cooking. Um, that's a sign there's trouble brewing. I what else do you see? I see a, a megillah flying in the air, and and all sorts of things like that. That that's the typical vision, except for Moshe, and this is he'll make that distinction later very clearly. All the prophets, their visions are never clear. They are a sort of um, parables of sorts. And he says, and immediately understands what its meaning is, understands what it is. But let's try to get a little bit to the bottom of this. Um, if I tell you there's going to be a war tomorrow, so what's the point of what's the point of telling you after giving you a muscle? Like you'll, you'll you'll hear drums beating, and I'll tell you this is a sign there'll be war tomorrow. Well, just get to the bottom line. There'll be a, a sign tomorrow. There'll be a war tomorrow. And that's that. And the answer is prophecy. Uh, uh, let's let's take it. L- let's understand it at, at the way we normally process things. When a person has creative ideas, when a person does not have creative ideas, when a person is just passing information, he's an accountant. So he deals with facts and figures. Input is facts and figures, output is facts and figures. And my mind just acts as a processor to process material. No, no, nothing was generated. I simply processed information. There's a second type of thing. Let's say this creative a person is, is let's say, writes plays or movies or books. So the person starts with a sort of a feeling, like he, he has a certain mood in a certain situation. And then he takes that mood and he sort of brings it into a words, scenes, expressions that actually concretize that. So you start with something that's not verbal, it's not articulate, it, it, it doesn't, ha- it hasn't expressed itself in any real concrete way, it's just this feeling, and then when I process it, I put it into words. Um, prophecy is a connection to God beyond where my mind is. So the, the elementary grasp of it, the, the connection is an idea, an understanding that's vague by definition, because God is beyond me. This, this is the place beyond my mind. My mind has exhausted itself figuring out what's going to happen. And what I pick up is a beat of drums. What I pick up is the pot boiling. What I pick up is that. That's that's a very deep part of myself to connect. It's like when you're another person and, and, you, and you're close to him and you sense a mood. And, and, and you don't know, you say something is wrong with the person. I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't put words on it. I just feel something, there's a black cloud. And I don't know what it is. That, 
that's a higher form of connection because it's sort of an intuition on a level that can't be expressed in words, but it's useless unless I'm able to put into words. And I can say, oh, I think this person is very depressed, he's worried about something, he might be suicidal, he might be this, he might be that, the other thing. Um, prophecy is a connection to Hashem, which means I am connecting to something beyond the scope of my understanding. Um, I feel that and I see that by, by, by that connection and then, and then I translate into words. A prophet is called Navi. He's the, the, he's the spokesperson of God. Um, let's understand another piece about what a person is. Um, Unkelis describes a person as capable of speech. Nefesh Chaya Mizruach Memala, he's a spirit that speaks. If we were to describe a person, our first description would not be that we can talk. Hopefully we can think. In other words, if I had to ask you what defines a human being above animals, I would say, um, I would say um, he thinks, he's intelligent, more intelligent than animals. I, it's true, let's say maybe human beings are the only people that sneeze. I don't know, maybe animals do sneeze, may yawn or, or, or hiccup or, or laugh. I wouldn't describe a person like that. Yet we describe a person, the early philosophers described a person, the, 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 the Greeks described a person as the, the speaker. And, and the point of it is, it's, it, I mean, animals are capable of some rudimentary forms of, of, of language and in terms of banging their paws on the ground, making noises. But language is not the words we say. Language is the ability to take relatively abstract ideas and convey them in words. The word justice, you know, so, so when I say hard, that's not a, the gift of speech because a, a bee could do the same thing. If a bee flies into a wall and it's not good, it could flap its wings in a way that'll tell the other bees stay away from this. Or there's nectar here. So, so, so bees go one step further. Bees can communicate where to go to get nectar. Correct. So, so basically, the communication is um, nectar. Sense the nectar, buzz the wing, and so nectar is a physical entity. The buzzing is a physical entity, and it, and 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 the following it. It's the physical. It's just translating one form of energy another form of energy. So. so so just like I can take earth and make a brick out of it and brick make a house out of it, and there's nothing wondrous about it, uh, a big thing. But 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 the fact that I have a word for love, the fact that I have a word for justice, the fact that I have a word for evil, for good, all these things, and I can speak about it, I can convey an understanding. Those that's the, the power of speech is to take those things that are in the realm of the abstract and give them a certain level of expression in this world. And that's that's human. Angels live in a higher world, they're, they're all abstract, but they've got no language. We don't, no, no angels ever come down and given us any lectures or anything and that's fine, they're, they're there. Um, animals are physical and they can deal with the physical world uh, extremely well to suit their needs but they can't, there's no sense of drawing the abstract down to this world um, we can't do that so a prophecy is the same, a super version of that sense I sense something that's beyond and then God gives me the words to convey it with but, but it's significant that I'm not repeating a message I'm repeating a reality that I tapped into and that's just the way in which it's, it's, it's done. So he says, the prophet gets it, 
through, you know, it's what he sees is sort of a vision, an abstraction, and he conveys it with speech. Kimo, Hasulam Shor Yaakov Avinu, Omalochal Yarbo, Yaakov saw, Jacob saw ladder and angels coming up and down. And this represented the kings, the different, the different dynasties uh, that would eventually rule over the world, enslave Israel, and, and so on. Or Ezekiel had these visions of different animals. The, 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 um, the, 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 the path that was blown up and the, uh, the, the uh, stick with, with almonds on it. So to other prophets. Now the Rambam adds something here which seems to contradict what he said before. I don't have a good resolution for it. But he says the following. He says, there are those who tell us the 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 the, the both the riddle slash um, parable and its explanation. And some of them they they tell us just the solution, you know, the meaning. And some that tell us only the the, 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 the the parable without the meaning. Like you find in Ezekiel Chayim. But all of them have the prophecy through this venue. So I think what he means here is they themselves always perceive both the marshal and the meaning. That's how that's how they work. But the the um, but they don't always say it. So when you find in the prophets a prophet prophesizing, you have one or the other or both. But they themselves, the, what the story that really happened was they saw both. They may choose to reveal one or the other. The the, the, the book may choose to, to give over one or the other. But whenever you see a prophecy, a prophet, a true prophet gets both a vision and a meaning of a vision. Okay. Dalit. Four. All prophets cannot, they cannot uh, do prophecy whenever they want. Ella. Mechavn and Daiton, they sort of focus. Vyoshvin Smechem to Levis Boden, they sit, they have to be in a good mood, and they have to be alone. When a person is depressed, there's no prophecy. And not when they're kind of lazy. You need to be upbeat in a positive mood. So those are prerequisites, but they're not. But they don't. They're not automatic guarantors of it. And that's why people who were practicing graphics, they would listen to music, and they would try to they would try to attain prophecy. It says in the verse that they were in the process of getting prophecy. What does that mean? They they were they were going along the path towards prophecy until they would be fortunate to receive prophecy. Misgado means in the process of attaining something. Hey, 
So whenever you find the word sons of prophets, the word ben in Hebrew can mean the son of. It also means apprentice, um, in the process of, and um, part of the process. So whenever it says b'nei it means the people who are engaged in the process that will allow them to see prophecy. And then the Ramam adds the point that he's making. Even though they are trying hard and they're sort of focusing, it's possible they'll receive a vision, possible not. Let's discuss this point. Why is this point significant? Um, it's, 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 um, so let's, let's have the two points I want to make. The first one is this point about maybe yes, maybe not. Like, why is that significant the big picture? You know, whether God chooses their prophets or not, that's his business. And, and uh, why, the, the Raman just needs to tell us his prophecy, needs to tell us how we recognize a prophet, but that sometimes the process works, sometimes it doesn't work, so what? I mean, what? If you take a look before also, he says that if a person does right and focuses, he immediately attains a divine spirit. So there's a part of prophecy that we can attain automatically, and as a part of prophecy that is a um, that is not automatic. So let's explain this point here. Let's say, um, let's say, I want to have a relationship with someone. Let's say I build a robot that I can shape it to look very nice. I can also make it very bright. I'll never ever have a feeling that I'm having a relationship with someone else because I've programmed the robot and uh, the, the, I know how it will respond and what ways it respond. So basically it's me all over again. It's, it's a mirror image of the program I put into it. I can, I can diversify the program, I can, I can do whatever I want, program, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a, my puppet. So just like it's hard to fall in love with a puppet you've made, because it's only a puppet, and it's not... No, let's, ta let's take the example a step further with human beings. Imagine you're dating a girl, and you don't see eye to anything. Um, that relationship doesn't go very far because the person is just different. I, I don't have anything in common with her and you know w w what I think is black she thinks is white, what I think is white she thinks is black. It's nothing there in common. No common ground. N not, no, it's a no-go for a relationship. Let's take the other example. Since, so you say to yourself, why isn't this relationship working? Say, I have nothing in common with her. Just don't, don't know where she's coming from, just the way I'm coming from. You know, full pack purposes, I might be from Mars, she might be from Venus, and nothing doing. So we say, okay, I've got this great girl for you. You go after this girl, everything you say, she says, yes, you're 100% right. <laughs> now, um, that's not going any place either. And the reason is because where's the other? I mean, basically, it's it's sort of it's narcissistic. I mean, this person is me, um, and 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 there's no other. So, so so a relationship with an other requires two elements. It requires that there be an other, which means there's a possibility of a differing, and there has to be a connection. 
So when Akadosh Baruch Hu calls a wife Azer Kinegdo, a help that is opposite means there's another person, and he or she has at least the ability to think differently than me. And if there's agreement, it's because despite the fact we as two people want to bond together. So I need to have the sense of the other. It is one of the reasons to understand why God gave us free will to disassociate from Him. Because we would not be others. Angels are not other beings, they're extensions of God. Because angels don't disagree and can't disagree. We can disagree, so when we agree, we forge a bond. So, so, so you have a kind of almost an axiomoron. It, 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 the, the real relationship is the same in, in the one that's different. Um, a person has inherent potential and free will to do great things and to become a great person. We're all born with, with a reservoir potential. And as long as we work that, that potential out and, and, and we grow, we've made ourselves. We recognize God gave us the potential, God gave us the ability to work, God helped us, wonderful. But it's not relating to God, it's relating to ourselves. We are developing ourselves. The only, and, and that's why there's no limit to what we can attain. In the realm of myself and what God gave in it, it's up to me. If I work hard and I prepare myself and I grow, then I can have Ruach HaKodesh. That's as far as I can get. But that I always have myself, I don't have God. The day that I have a, a, a level of interaction with God, the way I know it's God is because no matter how hard I try, if He doesn't want, there's no vision. So, so in the in the parts of growth where it's up to me to make that to make that um, leap, to make that that to make that process go, then I don't have God involved in the process. It's it's a self-centered process with the recognition that this is God-given and divine as well and so on. But in this realm of prophecy, where God can choose for no reason, for no reason that I can discern. I'm holy, I'm learned, I'm wonderful, I'm great, I'm waiting for prophecy. And prophecy never knocks at the door. That, that defines prophecy as the other. Um, and that's why it's, it's, it's a world of difference between the person that has attained Ruach HaKodesh, which is a wonderfully high madrega, and it's all that's needed as preparation for prophecy, and prophecy. In Ruach HaKodesh, I'm never sure of God in the process because it's me developing myself to my full potential. Um, prophecy is God. I want to add another point from a different angle as far as what he says people would sit and wait for prophecy. What? Sorry? Um, what's the, what does that mean? We Until, until we've been learning the Rambam, we understand prophecy is God's spokesman. God's got a need to communicate with people. Um, being all-knowing and all-wise, God knows you, you pick a spokesman and he picks some guy out and says, Yankel, I need you to go down and stand in town square and say, you sinners, terrible people, wait and see what's going to happen to you. 
So, so all they are are simply, it's, it's a way of God to communicate with us through the vehicle of, of a spokesman. So why would I want to sit and wait and say, God, would you have any message to give? I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to be a spokesman. Um, if you have anything you want to tell people, please, please tell me. What's the point of that? I mean, if God needs to tell you something, he'll pick up a phone and tell you, you know, I, I've, I've got an important message, drop whatever you're doing and come to the mountain and go down again. The answer is, prophecy is and a personal achievement. Like we said, prophecy is communicating with God, where we sense God as the other and as communication. It's it's the highest madrega in a person's own accomplishments. And uh, the Ramam says, you know, there were many prophets that never spoke publicly. And the, the Ramam says, um, you know, there's there's a difference in terms of must it come true and so on. Ramam does say differences. So prophecy is first and foremost a level of personal achievement where a person is actually in communion with God. God uses that process to talk to people, to tell people, to 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 to, to give instruction. But prophecy in itself is not the process of speaking to people. It's a process communicating with a person, and that's why, um, and that's why it's 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 um, it's it's listed over here. That's why the Ramam spends time on it because this is not, um, you know, the Ramam gives us afterwards guidelines. How do we recognize a prophet if he's telling the truth, not the truth? How do we believe his message? Those those are all in the realm of of the prophet as the speaker to people but 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 when you're talking about a personal achievement that's why it belongs here in the fundamentals of Torah um, the Ramam spends a lot of time in the guide to perplex dealing with prophecy because it's it's a personal accomplishment it's not just a means of communicating God's pleasure or displeasure with people um, the the uh, okay. Um, the Rambam. We won't go further, but the Rambam is going to explain that this state of affairs is true about everybody except for Moshe Rabbeinu, and this is going to be a very, very significant change when we speak about all prophets or Moshe, um, and we'll see why. But 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 Moshe stands out in how his prophecy was received, how he reacted to prophecy, the vehicle that was used, and so on. Um, that's, that's going to, and the Rambam expresses it in his, in his Articles of Faith, the 13, in the 13 Animamins, the Rambam says the difference between um, believing, believing in, in prophecy, generally speaking, or Moshe Rabbeinu. So um, l- let's recap one point and we'll, we'll finish with that. Dramam says um, that God communicates with a prophet is a fundamental of faith. It's a line that actually is something that has cut conservative Judaism, which claims to be as close to orthodoxy as can be, um, and reform for sure, to orthodoxy. The, the conservative, the first step that conservative, um, the conservative jury, uh, uh, I guess, took um, away from Amuna was there is no such thing as God actively communicating with people. People are divinely inspired. In other words, and everything is humanly generated, 
but might be stimulating. In other words, the truth of any, when I read books by bright people, by inspired people, I say to myself, there will be many nudges of wisdom here and much truth, but it's not true with a capital T. It, it comes from a person. And no matter what kind of obfuscating language you use to describe how wonderful this person is, at the end of the day, it's another person. And therefore, there is no message that is absolute. There's no message that's not open for debate, question, uh, interpretation. When we, when we make a bracha on Aftoris, which is prophets, not Moshe's prophets, but even regular prophets, you know, we, we say that God chose worthy prophets and chose their words that are said with truth. A prophet is bringing a message from Hashem, which means it's absolutely true with a capital T. It, it, it is true because Hashem said so. Um, his message might not be clear 100% and until we get to Moshe's prophecy. But understanding it, it's, a whole, it's, it's not human mind. Ruach HaKodesh is human understanding at its best, at its, at its, at its super level. But that's a human being. And, and it's only as valid as human is. Prophecy is a message of God. And, and the crucial point is because no matter how much I prepare myself, and no matter, no matter how much I do in terms of trying to tame prophecy, prophecy still remains, um, you know, flat. It remains a prophecy in that, and, and, and it, it, God can decide to give it, God can decide not to give it. it, it it's not me, because if it's, up, if it's me, then it's up to me to do it. Okay, I think we'll hold it here because the next one he goes into Moshe Rabbeinu and that's and that's um, a whole new element of things. Okay.